Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You have to just have fun. You have to be resting and like, it's going to be okay. We, it's going to be fine. All I do is just step into these moments and just have fun. Just literally live in that moment of, I, I know that my love life is all, it's all going to be good. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Brian Switchko of One Inc. We are a creative cohort and storytelling studio based in Los Angeles. I've been a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast since the beginning. I've been a member of the We Are LA Tech community since the beginning. I am so happy and grateful to have known Esprit and watched the genesis of both. Um, but I've remained a listener because of the warmth that she shares with her listeners and her audience, but also the space that she makes uh, for her, her guests and the stories that come from that. And then also to know that those stories aren't just stories, they aren't just content, uh, they're a part of a community and that community is something that can be experienced in so many different ways and the times that I've been able to meet other people and connect with them from the community have resulted in meaningful relationships and potent business partnerships and you know, at so many situations where I can track back person to person, situation to situation over months and years. Um, and, and just point to Esprit as the catalyst for, for what, you know, you look back and it's just, it's just magic. Uh, I'm so happy and grateful for Esprit and the We Are LA Tech community. I will continue listening, participating, and happily cheering for a very long time to come. the We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting LA Tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest coming at us from West Hollywood. Welcome, Heather. Hey. So excited to have you on the show. Go ahead, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm the founder and CEO of Hula, and Hula is an app where you date better guys endorsed by other women. And so what that means is that basically we call them ringleaders, and ringleaders are mm. women who endorse guys. They can yeah. be single or in a relationship, and they bring in the good single guys they know um, for other women to date. And you actually, um, all the guys, they get points for being good guys, and you can turn those points to rewards. So, um, you know, if you're helping other women, meet yeah. great guys. Okay, so I have a bit of a psychological question before yes. we get into all the meaty good company stuff i have at least three guy friends in my head right now Love. who are amazing and mostly single like so you you're know maybe leader. they're like dating i also know that those three guys are phenomenal friends but as a boyfriend might have some hang-ups I mean, I've been friends with them for several years so i've seen their so like how do we as women endorse the boyfriend side of a guy. Yeah, is that fair I have to an ask? I have an answer. Okay. So there is two sectors of endorsement. So okay. you can either fully endorse someone or you can mark them as has potential. The guy does not know what he is. So when you send out that invite, don't worry about that. But other women, they can see what you mark them as. And at yeah. any point, you can message the girl that endorsed the guy. So there's always that point of contact. Mm, so really? Listen, you can message the girl? Oh, yeah. That's the best part is that there's this whole community. And at any point, you know, something, if you have questions, about the guy even yeah. if you know you're about to go on the date and you're like is there anything I should know yeah it adds this like fun layer and yeah. also you know let's say the guy something goes wrong and you have someone to contact where right now on any other dating app any guy can join yeah and so so when you bring up you know you have these three amazing guys listen that is women yeah you know what everyone has their faults yeah. you know um but if you put them as has potential 
that is way better quality already than yeah. the guy anyone can download other dating You know apps. what's so interesting even about the has potential is because I've known them for so many years, like I know the real them. Yeah. So the the real them are actually 100%. Like they're amazing. But you know how both men and women, when we get into a relationship, we bring all our, our stuff. Totally. And we're just not fully ourselves we we just bring our stuff. Yeah. I think the big thing here is that we're all about being a safe space for women. So yeah. just kind of started to finally open up to the world about this yeah. is that I was sexually assaulted and that guy sorry. was on a dating app. And, you know, that's exactly what we're trying to get rid of. We're saying, hey, this is yeah. a safe group of guys. So you're three guys. You know, maybe they're, they're – I don't know how they are as boyfriends. Yeah. But I would – I would argue that because they're your friend, they're probably a safe guy. Oh, they're 100% a yes. safe guy. Yeah. And so that is what it's all about is uh, bringing together better guys who are so other women say, yeah. this is a safe guy. And thank you for being vulnerable. Thanks. Let's go into Hula and talk about like what inspired you to yeah. build it. Obviously, you just shared a little bit about yeah. that. Um, let's do all the businessy stuff. Let's do it. And then we'll get into the like <laughs> relationshipy stuff. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, when were you inspired to build it? When did it launch? How big is it right now? All the things. Yeah. So, Hula, what it is now, launched about four weeks ago. And it's been insane growth. I mean, it just, I think the message really just spoke to women right away. Um, And, you know, it's only going to go up from here as we have so much coming. Um, But yeah, I I actually started in this space. I started as a child actress. So, um, that was where I always saw my life. I never would have thought. And essentially, around, Seven or around 2017, I started a podcast, and that's because social media started to become so cool. a big thing. Um, and so I ended up finding my niche in dating. I, I, I had a whole podcast about my dating life, and I'd bring on the winners of The Bachelor and Love Island and all those that's shows. That's so cool. Yeah. And so I built this thing, this community of single people, yeah. and we're all on dating apps, and we're struggling. We're like, yeah. what the heck? You know, we'd be messaging with the guy and going back and forth, and we'd be like, oh, he's super cool. Yeah. Then you get on the date. Within five minutes, you're like, oh, my gosh, absolutely not. What a right. waste of my – no. And so my first app that I actually launched was a video dating app, and that really gave me the chance to get into the space and see – I mean, I was running tons of experiments, and yeah. I was learning so much about our users and things, and what I actually found was super unique, um, and it was that – Weirdly, we had a lot of women joining and not really any guys. I mean, not 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 any, but just yeah. it was definitely skewing more towards women. Right, and, right. Which in the space, if you look at, you know, Tinder or others, I mean, I think it's reported that Tinder has about 90% men on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I didn't know so, that. Oh, yeah. All the dating apps have much more men. And so it was like, huh, why is, you know, this yeah. video dating, why are all yeah, these women yeah. coming? So I started talking to women. Women said, "I I downloaded it because I, I it's safe. It's safer to be yeah. in a video, and it's it's I wanted to feel safe, and I feel unsafe on other right. options. And right. I wanted, you know, I wanted to kind of vet the guy, see if he's a good guy. Yeah. And so then essentially, I, I really deconstructed, and I realized the two major problems: video was just a band aid to the fact that women feel unsafe, and yeah. we want better guys. Yeah. So then I went back to the drawing board, and I was like, "Hold on, team." We're, we're 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 giving a band-aid solution. We need to we need to solve this at its core. Right. And so that is where Hula came today, where you date better guys endorsed by other women. I I love that tagline. Thank you. I love that tagline. I also really appreciate that instead of saying like early on and you may have said this for a moment like this isn't working like whatever yeah. the original intention was instead at either right away or at some point you registered what is working and you're like, how do we pivot to exactly. give the people what they want, not force feed what my original vision was? And that's where I think a lot of founders fall into the trap. And I've had moments of this trap where you like, you're like, no, this is it. And you you force it, you force it, you try, yeah. you keep trying to go towards the forced option and find different ways around that. But yeah. sometimes you have to let go yeah. and talk to people. Yes. And then even just like, be ready to throw out everything yeah. and be like, wait. And you know what? Sometimes it takes get to get to that learning. You t- it takes you getting out there and right. failing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I was telling one of my teammates, I was like, I just got to do the thing and find out if I fail. Yeah. Like, and, and totally. really, that's not even failing because the more action we take, like a- action in itself is succeeding. But anyway. Yes. Um. So. What did it look like? What is your core competency? What was the, like, what What are you the master at? And then where did you hire in or find a team to fill yes. the places where you're not as strong? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm not as strong in a lot of areas, but I am All very, <laughs> very, um, I think 
I especially bring to the table, I can see many perspectives. I've lived a very colorful life. As yeah. much as I, people will just look at me like, she looks like a blonde girl from Texas. Yeah. Pretty much the opposite. But yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm blonde. Um, but I've, I've lived a lot of different parts of my life. And um, and I think I'm able to kind of really resonate with, I can see different, I can see things from a bird's eye a little bit right. more. Um, and so I think I bring that. As, and then especially I, I love products and I love I love bringing people together and I love uh, finding solutions. And, and so... I, I'm not technical, which was unique because right. when you start a tech company, everyone's like, well, can you code? Yeah. No, I cannot. But yeah. what I did do to raise my first little bit of money was I, I do know design. So I actually went to school for fashion merchandising and design. So oh, nice. I learned how to design clothes. So I basically said, what do I know? One thing I know is I know this dating space back yeah. and forth. I yeah. know what I know what people's pain points are. And and I, I really think that I have I, – I, I felt this deep thing where I was like, I, I have to do this. Right. So I knew that. And I knew I knew how to do some design. I did not know how to code. So I was like, that is something I don't know how to do. But I raised my first little bit of money from basically I, I designed the whole app. And then I raised money off my designs and my research. Wow. Um, and my community. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how I got my first bit of money. Um, and then I did find a technical co-founder who's amazing and he's – you know, scaled many different companies, sold. He actually started a dating app at one point. He loves the space. Never succeeded it because he's a, he's a little tech. Right. He's a little, he's a little nerve. He, he, right. He's not a marketer. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I was able to bring that side where, like, I know the space. I have that community to pull from. Um, and and also I, I do – I started as a creator. So I would say I, you know, also have a marketing eye and a product eye. 100%. So you raised from your mock-up. Yeah. And what did you use – for your mock-up, did you use something like balsamic or just PowerPoint or? Oh, girl. Well, <laughs> when I was doing my mock-ups. <laughs> I'm so excited for the same. Yeah, this is a little scary bit of answer. Okay, ready? So I knew Illustrator. Yeah. So I, I did That's a little. That's advanced. I, yeah. I, okay. I did a little combo of Illustrator. And then I even, there was, and this was like, oh, this was like, you know, Figma now. Is, now, yeah. I actually still to this day, although. It's just recently changed. Right. Um, it's like two days ago I brought on designer. I still do our UI UX. Oh, um, wow. I taught myself that's Figma. Awesome. So Figma, <gasps> cool. anyone listening, yeah, that's, is amazing. that's the one you use. Yes. Back then, I didn't know what that was. I didn't yeah. come from deck. I didn't know anything. Yeah. So I use PixArt. <laughs> nice. So what I did was I went through tons of apps and I would basically find an icon that I like. Yeah. And then I would t- screenshot it yeah. and then I would crop it on PixArt, do the Stop. shape drop. And then I'd go plug it in. To, oh, I swear. I, this was very tedious. This is awesome. <laughs> and then that's what I raised the money off of. I mean, now listen, my, my first deck and yeah. what I showed, I, I still asked my first investor. I'm like, how the hell did you invest in this? Well, you. <laughs> that's what he said. Investors but, look at you. But yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, but that's just, you know. I can relate. When I pitched Sequoia Capital, I made a handmade construction paper press kit. I literally cut construction paper, pasted it on the folder. I mean, I didn't know what I was yeah, doing. Right. And it was to the biggest venture capital in the world. And How it, did you get that and meeting? it worked. Uh, I mean, I mean, I could tell the story. Like, it's, I read about Sequoia <laughs> And I didn't know what a venture capitalist was, but I saw that they had these really cool companies in their portfolio. Or I don't even know if know if I knew the word portfolio. It was just these cool companies that I knew that were associated with them. And I saw that they had a relationship with YouTube and the and YouTube was just acquired. And I'm like, well, it, by Google. And I'm like, well... If YouTube, because I had the first action sports social network. So I was like, well, if YouTube like like these people, I want to work with these people. And so I read their website. I cold emailed everybody from their website who I felt I authentically connected with. No one wrote me back. And I bought a plane ticket. I made I created this press kit in high school. I create I did a lot of press kits. So I just made a press kit. With my, um, at the time, my boyfriend's mom's help. And she was a designer. <laughs> my jaw is, my jaw is <laughs> like, dropped right now. No one can see this. I didn't, I didn't know anything. And, and, and then, so I made this press off of their website. I didn't know anything. And then I flew to San Francisco. I borrowed my friend's car and drove to Silicon Valley. And there was this guy that kept resonating in my head, his name that I saw off of the website. So I walked into Sequoia. And on the plane, actually, to there, the guy sitting next to me was like, why are you going to San Francisco? I'm like, I'm meeting with Sequoia Capital. And they're like, how'd you get a meeting? I'm like, I'm just going to have a meeting. And like, I didn't understand what I was doing. Thank goodness. And so then I land, I borrow my friend's car 
And I I drive to Silicon Valley and I, I'm sweating like profusely in the parking lot, like nervous, not understanding what I'm doing. And my co-founder with his cushy job at the time who did not leave his job was like, you got to do this for the people. I was like, what am I doing? I'm like outside this building, like freaking out. Like I didn't understand what I was. I didn't even understand. I didn't know anything. I just understood that these people were able to do something that got YouTube acquired by Google. And I'm like, I want that too. Oh my god. And gosh. so I walk in and this guy's name is like resonating in my head. And the secretary goes, hi. And I'm like, who are you here for? And I'm like, and I said the name and I was, and she's like, is he expecting you? I'm like, well, I sent the email, which I did send an email Stop that it, no right? one replied to. And he came out Stop and it. met with me. And I, and then by the end of the meeting, he's like essentially saying, I have a lot of courage. <laughs> this is iconic. Like it was pretty amazing. And then by the time I got back to San Francisco to my friend's house, like driving, whatever, I think it's like a 35, 40 minute drive or something. He had found my email, introduced me to my first mentor. And then within like two weeks, I was pitching to a room of 30 investors. And yeah. That's how I met with Sequoia Capital. And then later, my best girlfriend, who I'm still, she's still one of my closest friends. She's like family to me. She has her MBA. She's like, you did what? You met with who? She's like, you understand that's like meeting with like Michael Jordan, right? I was like, no, I didn't know. I just like wanted to be accepted by the same club that YouTube was in. (laughs) That is so cool. I love that. (laughs) That's like kind of the beauty when you're a first time founder. You just like, you don't know. I, I mean, think there's so much power in not knowing. I presented a cartoon, like I presented cartoons talking about their dating problems. Like I literally drew yeah. cartoons. Yeah. And that's that was my deck. I didn't even yeah. know what a deck was. I go, yeah. deck, okay. Sure. He was sending, right? sending your deck. I was like, oh, for sure. Look, Google, <laughs> what is a deck? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I presented this man so confidently yeah. my cartoons and my pasted design. Yeah. Here's with the app. And he invested. I was like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of nice. How do you know how much to ask for? Oh, well, I, I have kind of a miracle for my first investor. Okay. Um, I, w- I was actually a receptionist. I was, I was working six jobs. Love. And one of them, I was a receptionist. Yeah. And so, um, and so this guy comes up, and, I, and I, I had actually prayed to God. And I was like, God, in the next three days, bring me an investor. I don't even know. I just was on my house. I was like, okay. Wait, are you normally religious? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean— yeah, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm very, like, modern Christian. Like, I'm, you know. So it was love. within your. It was just, yeah, yeah. I was just, like, I felt it. I was, like, I yeah. don't know. And I had done, yeah. done three months of research. I, yeah. I had, like, gone into Uber pools to get random people telling me about their problems with dating. I was, like, I have, I am armed. Okay? Yeah. yeah. We got problems, and yeah. I'm here to fix them. Yeah. And so, uh, and I had done the designs. And uh, so then I essentially was sitting at my desk. And this guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, Heather, like, you're always so helpful to me and you're always so yeah. smiley. I'm actually looking to hire an assistant. Do you, yeah. did you use a recruiter? How, how can I find someone like yeah. you? And I go, well, actually, I had someone call me two days ago. Yeah. My friend Sarah, she said, hey, Heather, do you know anyone looking for an assistant? Yeah. And I was like, let me have your card and I'll send it to her. How right. funny. I look at his card. It says he's the CEO of a tech company. So I go walk up and I go, hey, um, so I sent your card to her. And I also noticed that you're a CEO of a tech company. So I'm looking to start my own tech company. I have no idea where to start. Can you help me out on how you got started? Yeah. So we end up in this beautiful conversation. By the end of it, he goes, why don't you send me your deck? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go back to my desk. What a deck. Yeah. (laughs) And that is, he ended up being in three days. Stop. Yeah, I swear. Stop. I swear. Stop. Yeah. I I think this is what's so crazy. I find that like when someone is between, I don't know, let's say like 18 to 23, they're like, it's not possible for me to know anything. And I'm like, no, that's like the golden time where you don't know anything. <laughs> You're not that's jaded. Like superpower <laughs> that you'll just do anything because there are no rules. You're not. I just think I wish I could go back to that level of not knowing. There's yeah. so much power in it. There is. It's beautiful. It's so cool. And so then once you receive that money, I mean, how did you even know? Did did that investor just tell you what you should be getting? Like, so he gave me the most, like, extremely fair, beautiful deal. Um, and I basically took it back and I went to my dad and I said, hey, 
I got this investor. And he's yeah. like, what? You got an investor? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But um, And so, you know, he, he actually, my first investor, I ended up sitting because, remember, I was a receptionist at a co-working space. Yeah. So his office was upstairs. So essentially, when I would get off work, we would do like an hour business lesson almost every single day. Yeah. He was literally a godsend. I mean, yeah. literally, he was. And he would sit down with me and teach me business, just the yeah. basics. And, yeah, yeah. And, and and then we actually made a real deck together. And then I used the real deck to then raise he brought some friends in. Yeah. So um yeah, it was just really he he had he had helped me so much. He was yeah. Not to take this podcast to a woo-woo level because I I teeter on woo-woo more on the side of not woo-woo, but you talked about praying to God. Yes. And I and I truly think there's a lot in attracting based on our belief systems and what we put out there. Yeah. Lately, every this is going to totally sound woo-woo. Lately, every morning, I light sage and Palo Santo and ask the universe what I'd like to okay. attract into my life. How much do you think that comes into play in luck? Honestly, I cannot imagine being an entrepreneur without God. Mm. I can say that very I've had, I've had insane miracles happen that— there's, I mean, like, no other explanation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think also it is just like when you, there, I, I believe also as an entrepreneur, and, and when I become an investor one day, like, I'm going to look for this in people. There's a there's a piece and there's just, you just know that you're yeah. supposed to do this. It's yeah. like inside you. and You're not going to, nothing's going to stop you from doing yeah. it. Yeah. You just know. Yeah. And I think that, I think, I fully believe that piece is from God. You know, I believe when you follow that, and, and it can even happen in small moments in life. Like, yeah. I mean, I try to tap in all the time. I try to like, even if it's like, what sh- what should I do tonight? And I, right. ha- I have three plans, and I right. go, where do I feel at peace? Right, right. That's I mean, oh, I, I, I love let, that question. Where do I feel at peace? Yeah. Oh, it's the best. That's a great um, question. And so I tell people dating too. I'm like, where do you feel at peace? <laughs> um, yeah. Shit. Yeah. My whole like ether just shattered. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think when you, when you actually lead, like listen to that piece and and keep moving towards that, God just aligns, like he will put things in alignment. I I mean, I mean, I was going to run out of money and he, and I prayed, I said, I need four months of money to get me to this next round, God. And literally to the dollar, I got a check from a commercial I did at 14 years old. And my agent calls me, my old agent, like yeah, three yeah, agents yeah, ago. Yeah. He's like, hey, Heather, and it's been a while. There was actually a check lost in the mail for the exact amount no. that I prayed for. I swear. Wow. There is crazy things that can happen if you really listen to that piece. Yeah. And and there God will well, God will keep sending little reminders like you're on the right track. You're on the, you're on yeah. the right path. I believe in that too, obviously in it. Well, not for me in a different way because yeah. I don't, I consider myself spiritual, but not religious. Yeah. But it, Everything you said, I resonate with. I just, for me, I think you call universe. It the universe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we're we're totally saying the same. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Where do you think, you know, with all these kind of like vision boards and all this hype around law of attraction? I think you and I would both agree that you can't just like ask for something and then it will just happen. No. So, how would we both explain this kind of? manifestation in a more practical yeah i don't even know if practical is the right word but i i i mean that's a hard question because i i think you're you know it's okay i want a husband tomorrow i don't like it's yeah just, yeah it's totally it's not like it's 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 like almost like this like if you feel this kind of random feeling like yeah like i need to go talk to that person Go talk to them. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. I think you just have to really lean into like listening. Really listen. I, I have something and it's related to dating. I mean, yeah. sort a lot of people will tell me, and I'm curious what you think about this. A lot of people will tell tell me it's impossible to date in LA. And I'm like, Oh gosh. I have like, a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. I I and I'm like, and I think like let's say you're a person who wants a relationship tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you're also a person who lives in LA saying it's impossible to date in LA. I think that's exactly how it you're not going to create mm-hmm. a healthy relationship in LA because you don't even believe one exists. So I think it starts there. Like, and yes. it's about being heart driven. And is that, yes. it, yeah, like uh, if I exist and I'm a really nice person, I live in LA, there's bound to be a ton of other nice people in LA. <laughs> that, that is the exact argument that I always say. But, and also, 
every single person of every city says the dating sucks right? there. I, I, yeah. I, I'm telling you this right now as a creator. I have singles write to me all day long. Everyone's like, it sucks dating in New York. I'm like, you you, you guys must all, like, yeah. it's all about how you look yeah. at it. Now, I, I actually just made a TikTok about this. Now that I think about it, yeah. we're having this conversation. So what I said was, imagine yourself, and I, t- I'm, I'm, I tell you, you're yeah. going to meet your husband in one year. Okay, how are you going to live life differently right now? You kind of have this energy where you're like, I surrender. Like I'm, yeah. like the I'm, I surrender. I'm okay. Like I'm just going to go have fun and like, yeah. Da-da. And that makes you a magnet. Mm. And I think there's part of it, like even just like the money that I just described, the yeah. investor. I yeah. full. I was like, I'm. I know that. God's going to deliver. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, I don't know. Right. But it's going to happen. I'm just going to go back. Yeah. So I think there's like a, there's an energy that you just kind of like, you give it, you give it to God and you're like, I'm like everyone listening, you're going to meet them one year. How, what are you going to do differently today? Totally. And live like that every single day. And it may not happen in the way in which we want it to, or, or no, not want it. The way we think it should happen. But if we believe, my, my friend Laura. You have to Laura, believe. You have yeah. to believe it's going to be okay. Well, my friend Laura taught me this word. I met her actually by interviewing her, and she's amazing. She taught me the word pronoia. It's the opposite mm-hmm. of paranoia. It means everything's happening to benefit you. Yeah. So it may not happen in how we feel it should happen, but how everything is happening, we could believe it's happening in a way to serve our highest good. Yes. Yeah. I think there, you will, there's no harm in having that energy of it's going to be okay. Yeah. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Like you literally can't live wrong if you live like that. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I think there's no problem dating in LA or in Austin or in New York yeah. or whatever other city someone says it's impossible you to date. You just have to look <laughs> at it. Honestly, it goes back to like you have to just have fun. Like yeah. you have to be you have to be resting and like it's going to be okay. We It's going to be fine. Yeah. Now all I do is just step into these moments and just have fun. 100%. And do like, if I if I'm gonna like just literally live in that moment of I I know that this my love life is all it's all gonna yeah. be good hundred percent it's gonna be good now what can I do now I'm gonna have fun yeah and whatever that is for you do you listen to the Call Her Daddy podcast I have listened to it okay I happen to love like the Call Her Daddy podcast Alexandra Cooper she's very inspiring I don't know her personally <laughs> and she just got engaged yes and she's in L A and her now fiance is in L A. And all she talks about is how healthy their relationship is. So if two people like that met, and there's once, hope for everybody. <laughs> it's so funny because actually once you talk to like friends who have found someone in whatever city they said sucked. Yeah. They literally will be like, oh my God. And they're talking to their single friends like dating's so fun. Like, well, yeah. it's just because now they found that person. Like, it's you just have to like, you will find them. And once you're in it, you'll, you won't yeah. feel necessarily what you're feeling now. Just yeah. like believe that they're out there and it's going to be okay. Yeah. And, you know, I think just when you're in the moment, because you're like, you kind of have a scarcity mindset, maybe you're dealing yes. with, you have like a worry, uh, you're kind of like a little bit like, like yeah. it's it's those two, the worrying and the scarcity is really, it stops you up from being in the moment and having fun and enjoying. Totally. And so I would challenge you just surrender. It's going to be okay. And just have fun and, and do things that make you happy. Totally. Yesterday, someone said thoughts or spells are little mini spells. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so interesting. And the spell can go like in any direction. Mm-hmm. So if if our thought is abundance and that there's love out there, then we're like creating these this like mini energy for ourselves. And if we think there's no one out there, we're creating that mini energy for it. it's It's interesting. What is next for Hula? Oh, my gosh. There's so much happening. Um, so we launched four weeks ago. I was kind of planning on, okay, we'll take two weeks to kind of take in feedback. Yeah. The growth has been insane. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's so exciting. Um, and just like there's so many – it just totally has women looking out for women. And it's, yeah. Uh, so we're really going to be leaning into community coming up. Um, we have so much happening on the product side. It's all about safety and bringing in better yeah. guys. And um, there's a whole reward side that's coming out. Oh, that's, cool. Like, you can turn your points, all these better guys that you add in, you can actually convert those points that they get as good guys being on the platform and behaving well. Um, you can actually turn those points into rewards, real-life rewards. So there's so much exciting stuff happening. Get in there. Become a ringleader. Add in your guys. Help help the girls out. And then, of course, enjoy yourself if you're single. That's so cool. Yeah. Are, what is the biggest obstacle that you've successfully overcome, and how did you overcome it? That's an early question. I think there's a million obstacles. I think you know, every like, day. There's so much. Everyone thinks everything is perfect. No. Oh my god. And also, what's kind of you know what's interesting is because 
we we launched you know a few weeks ago and the growth has been insane it, yeah. i mean it literally happened within 24 hours and so people are like oh it's like an overnight success and i'm like no yeah <laughs> do you have any idea i've been out here for years actually just no yeah. one knew yeah and so i, I think there's like don't ever look at anything and be like, like, there is years of learning. So I've had, I've, I've, I've cried. I've had help. Like there has been so much behind this. And, and finally, like, it's so beautiful to be able to take all my learnings and like, you really be like, oh, I, this is it, yeah. you know, and it's so exciting and beautiful. But I think that, yeah, it's, it's sometimes it looks glamorous on the outside and it, it, when you're in it, it's like there's a million obstacles. I mean, it's like insane if every you, day. If you're comfortable, I definitely don't want you to do anything you're yeah. uncomfortable. If you're comfortable, can you share one of those harder moments and how you got through it? Sure. So, I mean, Hula that it is today was a pivot from the last vi- – vi- I started a video dating app. And we were actually down to our last uh, couple thousand in the bank. Uh, well, a little more than that, but I, I had to, as a CEO, our job was to, ke- to keep the company alive. And so I was very transparent with my team the whole time while this is happening. I said, guys, we can't continue paying everyone. And that was nine months ago. <gasps> mm-hmm. um, and so my team, they stayed with me with no pay. Wow. And I said, we, I need to go back to the drawing board. I need, I need some, I need a little bit of time. And um, they said, Heather, we're here. We believe in you. And by the grace of God, they all were, came back as I, I was like, I got it. I got it. This is what we need to do. And they built Hula from the ground up again. Wow. No money, no guarantee of money. And thank God we've experienced what we've experienced. So now everyone is back being paid, which is beautiful and yeah. and incredible. But yeah. that everyone I had, I had other founders, maybe known founders that you would know of yeah. that were like, Heather, just give up. It's a noisy space. Blah, blah, blah. And I just knew in my heart. I was like, no, no, no. The peace. I'm not done here. Yeah. There, there's, I know I have to be here. I, yeah. I know that there's something. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I actually got everyone to stay on for a long time with no pay. Which for engineers, if you're familiar, that is very difficult. Wow. And <laughs> so, it says so much about you as so a leader. Hard. Oh, my God. It's so hard. Yeah. It's, it's just it's so hard to do that, you know. But Wow. It says so much about you as a leader. One of my favorite things about uh, my experience being a, a founder is how long my team's been with me. I'm like, I must be doing something right because that's crazy. <laughs> I know. I get. I go through that a lot where I'm like, because I started— I started in the space when I was 23 years old, 22. Um, and so I, I didn't get to work in some fancy tech job. Like yeah. I was literally hustling, working six jobs yeah. until I couldn't anymore. And I had to start, I had to really go full time on uh, what now is Hula. Yeah. But like, I always get kind of insecure about like, like, I don't know what's, what are the, what if they're like used to like these, like certain type of bosses or like this sort of environment? Like, yeah, am yeah. I, is this good? Am I good? And so I get, I get sometimes, I, I always like really want to be the best leader I can. Um, and so I, people are always like, Heather, you're doing great. Like, and, and my team would be like, you're, you're doing great. But I always get like insecure sometimes. Like, oh, what if like when their last experience was right. like that person knew a lot, they had more years and like were able to be better leaders. Like 100%. I just want to provide that for them. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think the best thing you could do is just try to always try to keep doing better. hundred percent. And understanding what kind of leaders we want to be. Like I, I, particularly want a small team and to be a vulnerable leader. And even because I like being a vulnerable leader, I don't want my team to get so big because then it becomes like you almost have to change your leadership style depending on your employee count. And so kind of taking that time to process what kind of company do I want? What does that look like? What is my personality and leadership style? And everything is you've, you've talked a few times about being a creator. Yes. I think this whole life is creation. Like every day we're creating. Maybe we're not creating a social post or a YouTube video, but we're creating. We're creating our leadership style. We're creating how we build our companies. We're creating what it is that we're building. Like everything is, uh, this studio is is me being like, I don't want to do remote interviews. I want to be in a proper sound studio. You know, everything's creating. I like to say, you know, I think whenever you go to a concert and the artist, before they sing the song, they tell you the story behind it. You say, oh, I was in this 
be like really hard place. I broke up with this person. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you listen to the song and you're like, oh, this is so beautiful because yeah. you're thinking about them. Right, right, right. And I think what's missed a lot is that entrepreneurs, we, we're, we're, this is our song. Mm. And I think like, like I've story, I have so many stories about, I mean, Hula is built so intentionally and there's so much song behind it yeah. that like, you know, when you look at an app, you're like, ah, whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. like there, there is actually someone behind that, that they, this is their song. And so I think people miss that in product is that they don't see like even the studio. I, I bet the studio has so many stories about why they put something there and there yeah. and there and what informed their decision to get a pink guitar. Yeah. And, and I think there's so many songs that people just like they they miss. Yeah. But if you actually take a moment to pause and yeah. like, think about like literally all around us, there's songs. Yeah. That's really cool. What is your favorite piece of software? I'm super software nerd. I have a list of thousands of software and apps that I love. Which one is your go-to? Calendly. Oh, my God. It's so good. I'm yes. Obsessed. Yes. Oh, my God. I think it's so weird that there's people that think calendars yes. are rude. Yes. It's not rude. It makes my life easier. I'm like, what? Because I make my life easier? Because yeah. I want to go back and forth over email about, like, like – why is that rude? I cannot stand it when people are like, what time or day do you? I'm like, do you have a Calendly? Can I just pick it off of yours? It just makes everything it, easier. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Great suggestion. <laughs> what is a piece of advice that you've gotten um, that has helped propel your career? Make new mistakes only mm. and use your network to learn from their mistakes that you don't make them. Smart. So my investors tell me, they're like, Heather? The only mistakes you should be making are new ones. You should be picking our brain, asking us every – we will t let, let us use your people around you to learn from their mistakes so you don't have to make them. The only ones you should be making are new ones, brand new ones that we've never made. If there's something that the whole community could do to support you in your success, what would your ask be? Definitely get on Hula if you're single or if you're in a relationship. Endorse good single guys you know for other women to date. Super fun. Really is – you'll get messages about those guys. It really connects women. So yeah, download that. You know, we're all about being the safest space for women filled with better guys. So get on there. And, of course, leave it a five-star review if you want. Oh, <laughs> we all – yes. <laughs> what activity in L.A. do you recommend? So I love to roller skate. I um, nice. definitely will hit the Venice boardwalk often with girlfriends. So fun. Um, I love to run, go hiking. I love to be outside. So all about the sun. And I'm very sad that lately it's been raining. It's been – I have what, – what is it when you have like seasonal – it's called seasonal. Yeah, seasonal. Yeah. I swear I have that. If it's raining, I'm like mm. – And if it's sunny, I'm like wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very sun-driven and so I do everything I can to be out in the sun. And is there a hike you recommend in L.A.? So I love a good Fryman hike. Mm -hmm. Fryman Canyon. It's in Studio City. It's like it's, – it's, Runyon can get like, you know, there's so many people. Yeah. It's just – Fryman's like a, like a very low-key Runyon. I do um, like Fryman. It's great. It is It's like really a perfect great. hike. It's not like super hard, but it's like a good enough where you feel good. If someone were to land in L.A., like LAX today, and to immerse into the L.A. startup community, mm -hmm. what would you recommend they do? How should they plug in? So I was one who did not have any tech experience, so I can speak to this. I did a lot of DMing, actually, on LinkedIn, actually. <laughs> old school. I swear, old school. Yeah, really old. I actually raised my whole last round. I've never met any of my investors. I raised it completely off cold DMs on LinkedIn. No way. Oh, yeah, baby. How did so, you do that? I went on Crunchbase and I looked up companies, like social companies, found uh, people have exited, found their investors. And I just started just, I, I call it psycho mode. Like I, I don't, I literally just go like start crazy typing and yeah. tons of people and shout out tons of messages, you know, 10% reply. So many percentages get on Zoom with me and then, you know, close them up. <laughs> now, not not to be too like invasive and remove the, the, the blanket or the mirage too much. Did you do it manually or did you use a program? I did it manually. A lot of them manually. And did you have a, a template that would really work? Did you notice something converted really well? Well, I would try out different ones in the beginning and then I would see that, yeah, there would be certain ones that would convert really well. So then I just started sending out those more. <laughs> Any tips of elements that you saw really worked so i think you know making it genuine and personal yeah but like short like short and sweet oh yes. my god if I, I even now so if short. i get like a chunk of a paragraph i'm like yeah i don't know what it yeah. says <laughs> so you think like them you think they got you got you got like three seconds of their eyes yeah maybe less so it's hi my name's or you're not hi i'm building this 
this is what like maybe some like a little clout to it like yeah. you had some numbers yeah. something cool to share yeah. about it and then I saw you do this I love to look I love to connect yeah short sweet bam to the point why you want to connect with them and would you do it in the connect with someone on LinkedIn and then include a personal message or would you just DM without the connection I I added it I added it as a note so like I connect with them and add it as a note as a to note the yeah mm-hmm. that's the that's the LinkedIn trick. Is, really? I didn't know that. I feel like I feel like people don't really look at their filtered DMs, but Oh no, I don't do in mail. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I mean uh, listen, a lot of people won't reply, but like whatever, keep moving. How do you handle that when you experience the many rejections of like the no replies? How do you not take it personally? I have a little bit of a cheat because I grew up as an actress. So, uh, you know, I rejection was told no. Rejection is part of your, Oh, yeah. my God. Rejection is mostly a part of being an actress. Like, I, I would be in rooms with all execs, and I was used to being in, like, really, you know, thrown into the water. Right, so, right. And um, so you would hear no all the time. So to me, I, I would always have to get back up and just keep going. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've just done that from a young age. And, and you just kind of, like, you just weren't the fit for them. Like, the way, the way I would look at not getting a role in acting, I would be like, you know, they were just looking for this type of person or this type of angle. And yeah. so I think the kind of same feeling goes into being an entrepreneur. It's like, oh, they were just looking for something different. Are there any L.A. tech events that you think are must-attends? Tech Week. That oh, is yes. A- L.A. Tech Week. Yes. L.A. Tech Week is the best. Um, it's like the Coachella of tech. It really <laughs> is. Uh, and We Are L.A. Tech is doing the final community brunch ah, for L.A. Tech Week. That is so, so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Um, I mean, I met— Didn't we meet during the last L.A. Tech Week? I at, think we did. Yeah. Yeah. At, uh, it was—what's that called? The Hibachi—what's it called? Hibachi. Hibachi. Yeah. yeah. Day one, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I met my lead investors. I've met investors that I'm already talking to about, you know— the this round, like yeah. so many people there, incredible. What are you finding about fundraising now versus not even versus a few months ago? Because everybody has the stigma right now, like, oh, it was easier to raise yesterday. I'm like, look, if you have a smart company, it's going to be easier to raise no matter what the season. Yes. What do you, what do you, how are you finding the conversations have shifted or changed uh, to make it uh, effective and attainable for you to raise again? Uh, that is also a loaded question because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of elements that make it, you know, you, you get better at and you kind of yeah. figure out your angle. Um, I think it's a little combo of, I think valuation is suddenly a lot, you know, you're not seeing the valuations that you did yeah. before. So you definitely d- manage your expectations there. And my friends that raise crazy, crazy, and we like their number, their pre-product, pre-revenue, and they're raising at crazy valuations. Like yeah. it's not happening anymore. Right. Um, but I think as women, we've always had to fight. Um, it's like, th- I, I don't know. I, I don't really feel necessarily. I don't. I feel like it's the same feeling there. Um, I I think one thing that shifted for me that really helped me was um, going with the attitude that's you're not there to convince. You already mm. have the gold. Um, so don't go in there and be like, please, can you give me my like? No, no, no. Like, hey, I, I have something great. You, you probably want in, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see if we can do that. I love that. A lot of people ask me like questions. uh, because I've been a really effective community builder, they say, how do you get people or how do you convince people? I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, the first thing you do is you stop using words like get or convince. If you create something that truly helps someone else and solves a problem, there's no getting or convincing. It's just, yeah. yeah, It's all about relationships. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things that I've, I mean, no one ever told me this. I just naturally always was like this was like networking. People are like, I'm going to network. And I was like, I'm going to build relationships. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. I, I, I think like that makes you a just a person who want people want to be around versus like the person that what can I get out of this girl? What can I network? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's like, oh, I don't want that. Yeah. But someone who is like genuine and and like is here to build relationships, I'm like, yeah, that's the person I want. Yeah. How have you found the LA investment, you know, ecosystem versus other cities? Have you been raising mostly in LA or has it been a variety of different cities? Girl, I raised my whole round off Zoom. So I was... <laughs> off Zoom? Yeah. Look at you. All, all from the cold LinkedIn yeah, to Zoom. Honestly, yes. Um, so I... Are you comfortable sharing how much you raised? Yeah. So um, I raised about a million dollars from Zoom. Yeah. Um, never met any of them still in person, but I talk to them all the time. It's just like wow. amazing people. Like, I, I mean, I, 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 I went... I was trying to find some of the people that were strategic, yeah. so they're incredible people. But yeah, didn't did not have still not met them in person. 
So cool. Uh, some actually I have run into, which was cool because now that we have like LA Tech Week, so someone will come in. But um, but yeah, most I didn't. And so yeah, all over the place. Um, I, I would say LA Tech though is really special. I don't, I don't know anywhere else, yeah. but to me it's really special. I love Why it. do you say that? What makes it special for you? Because I think there's this beautiful mix of creative and business and like you can be yourself. And I think like one of the things that was always really important to me is that I always built the com- built my company being myself. And I yeah. heard this was advice I heard actually it was from uh, Allie Webb who started Drybar. She had this advice. Yeah. She had a podcast back in the day, and she said the biggest mistake I made was that I tried to fit into this box of what mm. I thought a female entrepreneur and a businesswoman looked yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. She's like, and I lost the magic. And once I got into the magic, that's when things happened. Mm. And so I think what. LA is like is and what I love so much about it is that we just like lean into the magic. We're like if we see someone walk with a chicken suit on, it's not even a we, we didn't we were like oh ha let's yeah it doesn't even whatever yeah, we're like yeah. they they do, let them do them right and I think that's beautiful about here is because I think people are pretty accepting of other people and I think that's where you build magic yeah um so I think between that and then also having sort of these. We all, uh, a lot of us are, you know, we have this, obviously we're in business, but also we have this creative part of us and we have this open and accepting part of us that really makes this a really magical tech uh, ecosystem. How do you immerse yourself into the LA tech community? I think you got to, like, let's use social media as a tool. So I, like I said, did DMs um, and then I would ask for, hey, do you know anyone in LA that you think I should connect with? And then I go to coffee with them. <laughs> and then I think use, like, some people are like, social media is this, like, evil thing. I'm like, yeah, if you, like, spend all day on it, but look how amazing it is. You can literally connect with, with so many more people than yeah. you ever could have in your life. So, like, if you use it as a healthy tool and really lean into it and you're like, like, even if you're like, oh, that's a cool company, go DM them. Go find yeah, the founder yeah, yeah, of it yeah. and be like, hey, and, and you know, maybe you even say, like, can I talk to you for 10 minutes? And, like, let's just connect for 10 minutes. Right. Then those 10 minutes, they might be like, wow, this per- and you go in with attention, I'm just going to build a relationship. Yeah. They might be like, well, this person's really cool. Let's go hang out. Like, that's how these things happen. Like, I didn't come from tech, but I've been able to really get in there and, like, meet so many amazing people using social media. And then just going in, when I do get into a space where after, you know, I originally probably cracked into it from using social media. I yeah. get into these, like, events or things. Right. I go in there and I say, let me, like, make some, build some relationships, make yeah. some new friends. And then that kind of gets you in. And so that's how I would do it again. When you messaged everybody cold on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. how many messages would you say that you sent? Because you said you're a person that's built resiliency on mm-hmm. getting rejected and only 10% responded. <laughs> so how many messages did it take to get the million? Probably. I mean, I really should go back and do the numbers for all this because I think it's, like, powerful. I would say 400 to 500 messages yeah. on LinkedIn, maybe more. Yeah. How much time a day would you spend researching to uh, even figure out who to message? I had a day where I – I actually, it was a three-day sprint where I was, like, I needed to, to raise. And yeah. I was, like – I, like I said, I call it my psycho mode, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. This was like, that means like hyper speed. Yeah, like, yeah. you know when you hit Mario Kart and you like get the little rainbow part? Yeah. That was me. I was like, gonna, I get it. We're going to go yeah. there. So I would just yep, all day, all, and I, it was all about just let me yeah. get those first messages out. And then let me, and then, and then the the responses started pouring in. Um, and then you schedule the Zooms and you start stacking up your user calendly. Yeah. Use that calendar link, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's the way that I did it. But you know, it's so interesting, all this stuff about going psycho mode and and, and, and <laughs> I really should rename it. I don't no, know. No, <laughs> I actually like it. No, I get it. It going psycho mode and like also uh, a lot of the other points we've brought up while we're talking. When I became the face of Clubhouse, like a lot of people ask me, like, how did I become the face of Clubhouse? Oh my god, I didn't even realize it. I just I just realized this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. It's so funny. Um, I didn't know, one, that I could become the face of Clubhouse. I didn't wasn't even trying to do that. But when I got onto Clubhouse, I had a weird gut feeling that I should go psycho mode and give my entire life to this app. I didn't know why. I just had this feeling. The peace. Like that, like for the next two to three months, it should be my main focus. And I should just like sacrifice sleep, whatever it took. I didn't know why. 
And I did. And then I end up becoming the face of the app, which I didn't aspire for nor think was possible. And and then in end, it all made sense. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, this is how it played into my life. But it was just like that sense going with our gut feeling, mm-hmm. trusting the process, going psycho mode when we need to, also making sure in the times when we're not in psycho mode, we are eating well and sleeping. 100%. You know? It can't be all the time. Or, no. Like burnout is not a way to be productive. Oh, so, yeah. I've learned, I've learned some things about burnout recently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's We teeter on it a lot. But yeah, like that psycho mode is like we need, we need, to, we need to just go after it. It yeah. doesn't come to us. We could create the intention. We could create the space to receive. We still got to do the work and show up. Yes. And yeah, yeah I think I think some people, they they like will get so down and they're like, oh, it's just so hard. And, and like, listen, it is so hard. So hard. So hard, especially as women. Yeah. But like some people will just will be like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go to Harvard. I didn't go. I, like, yeah. Okay, sure. If you live in that, you're going to stay in that. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. You can use social media. You can do these things and just like find what you can do. Look at that world yeah. because the other one won't serve you. Totally. What is possible? Yes. I knew no one at Sequoia Capital. <laughs> I had no connections. Best story. I read like a blog post <laughs> and then I just emailed a bunch of people who did not write me back. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, I, yeah. I actually, when I first started my company, I also emailed a lot of people. No one wrote me back, but yeah. I did not go. I did not take a trip. To, <laughs> I was like, F it. I'm flying. There. I'm like, wait, should I do that now? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You know That's what right. I It's like, it, this is why I say like everything is, we're all creating at all times. We're just creating. My last investor, I actually ended up meeting because there was a caricature drawer at, at one of the events, yeah. tech event. And he's in the one across from me. I'm in yeah. the other one. And so we're both sitting there like, we didn't have any, like, you know, what, what else to do than yeah. talk? You yeah. know, so, hey, who are you? Yeah. We end up talking and we're get, we're getting drawn. So we already are there for like 15 minutes yeah. together just chatting. And at the end of the, um, at the end of the drawing, my drawing came out like, I'm, okay, guys, like this girl <laughs> that this girl drew was probably the Probably like it sh- the girl look the drawing looked messed up like yeah <laughs> I, I figured you were gonna go that way terrifying <laughs> yeah terrifying so me and this investor like, his looks actually great like honestly yeah his photo yeah. would be a catfish yeah <laughs> mine on the other hand oh my god I was yeah like, I called her Bertha so we actually <laughs> and and he ended up investing in my company this, this that's minute. crazy you never know what things are gonna lead you don't to no and now we have these drawings that we always hold up and actually in my when I pitched him after that. Uh, we had a Zoom yeah. after that. I, I left it with uh, the two drawings. I took yeah. a picture of the two drawings. Yeah. And I said, "May," and we named him his character some nice yeah. fancy name because he looked like a rich, like right? beautiful person. Invest in the birthdays of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That was my last slide. And they're like, we love it. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So just get, just get, you never, just let your freak flag fly. Let, you know, they, you are the go. magic sauce. <laughs> yes. And with that, Heather, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the LA Tech community. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. That is wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you talk to you all the things in the next episode. Bye. Yay. I'm Heather Hopkins, and I'm the CEO and founder of Hula, where you date better guys endorsed by other women. I'm based in West Hollywood, California, and you are listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by... Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.